0: Welcome to another episode of Sighting the Tone, or Near Retrospective, the show where we do a chronological breakdown of every episode of our favorite TV medical drama. My name is Elizabeth, and joining me today, as always, are Lauren, hello, and Daniel. Hey! Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 12, which is titled Sharp Relief. The episode aired on January 15th, 1998. Lauren, what was going on that week 23 years ago?
1: NASA announces John Glenn, then aged 76 and a sitting U.S. Senator, will be flying in an upcoming research mission. I don't know why seventy six um, just seems like a little old to be
0: flying up in space. He's the oldest person ever to be up in space. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I remember this. We'll, like I remember yeah. watching this in in my classroom in elementary yeah. school. Like, we will talk about it in when we get to season five because the actual mission happens in October. Cool. I think
1: I, I'm a little too young to have this be in my memory. Um, Super Bowl thirty two is set as the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers win their respective conference championships. Fuck the Packers
2: rude they lost anyway you don't have to kick them down da- when they're down like this is this was already no not a that's good exactly when
0: you kick them maybe they'll stay down this time <sighs> i have no
1: horse in this race michelle kwan wins the second of her nine u.s women's figure skating championships titanic continues to steamroll the competition and retains the box office crown and candle in the wind 1997 something about the way you look tonight by elton john concludes its 14-week run top the music Yay.
0: charts. <laughs> and we have some truly 1998's late 90's stuff coming up for you. I
3: think,
0: I think I know the one that knocks it off uh, next week, but I'm not
2: going to say anything, but I think I know what it is. But yeah. and, I'm, and I'm not happy about it. But
0: And also, I chose that verbiage steamroll because the next closest movie to Titanic was separated by $18 million Ooh. in in 1998 money
1: can nice. we watch titanic this week yeah it was if like we find time
0: it was like 28 million to 10 million i think goodwill hunting was the second place movie
1: notice yeah. all lizzie ignored my question can we watch <laughs> titanic this week if we have
0: time Lol well, having the time for titanic For, for Titanic, you for if a put a it on in the background meeting. you know how it ends that's true yeah. sad <laughs> first movie first movie i ever actually cried in a movie theater how old were you when you saw it? Uh, well, it's ninety eight, so yeah. well, it was ninety seven when I saw it. So we saw it as our Christmas movie for nineteen ninety seven. So I was nine.
1: Your parents took you to Titanic for your family Christmas movie when you were nine.
0: <laughs> yeah, first time I ever saw a boob. first time I ever saw a boob on screen. Yeah, also yes, that's also true. I
1: think I think that well. was true for a lot of kids in our generation.
2: Yeah, I was. But, I I definitely saw it. I don't remember if it was for Christmas, but I definitely saw it shortly after it was in theaters. I. Don't remember if I cried or not, but I do remember it was the first movie my parents ever remarked that I sat through the entire movie without going like getting up to go pee, yeah. like which is crazy I, because it's literally no. a four-hour movie.
0: But we like, had an intermission. We had an intermission. I remember that, being I also remember it was the only time I've ever been in a movie theater where they've put folding chairs in the back of the theater to accommodate more people. I feel like
1: that's a fire hazard. It yeah. probably
0: is, but
1: um, yeah, yeah. I think I remember my sister and my dad saw it. And I remember them talking about it a bunch, but I think it was deemed that I was a little too young for it because I would have been uh, five or six by mm. the time this came out.
2: I could see it being a little bit um, harrowing for a child, or
1: rather, t- what five or six year old would care about this movie?
2: Like, I was a weird little kid who was obsessed with Titanic, the ship, and like the yeah. whole the the disaster that surrounded it. I didn't really care about the love story part of it; that was all like secondary yeah. for me. It was just I, I just wanted to see a big boat sink so but fair, but uh, I think
1: that was the thought behind not taking me
2: yeah uh, as far as what else was on TV that evening at 8 p.m. friends with the episode the one with the embryos this uh, title is a lot less confusing when you remember that Phoebe is uh, currently pregnant with I think triplets at this point so a little little bit less upsetting when you uh, have that context uh, at 8:30 p.m. union square is still hanging in there with the episode out and in at 9 p.m. Seinfeld with the episode the reverse peephole learn any memories since that was a very strange title.
1: Nope. Nope, I can't say that that's one that We're getting, that, we're getting,
2: um, we're getting deep into Latter-day Seinfeld at this point.
1: I really, so. I need to separately just have Seinfeld on in the background for a few weeks so some of these later ones I can actually like remember yeah. and comment on.
2: And then at 9.30pm, Veronica's Closet with the winner for the weirdest episode title of the evening with Veronica's Fun and Pirates Are Crazy. Couldn't tell you what happened. On I mean, one. it's
0: not wrong, Pirate. Pirates
2: are, Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I can't argue with the point, but uh, in terms of viewers, this week's episode had 34.4 million viewers tuning in up just a little bit from last week's episode. Uh, this week's episode is directed by Chris Chulock, doing his 13th out of 43 episodes. Previous ones of his from this season we've done include Fathers and Sons and Something New. And this week's episode is written by Samantha Howard Corbin, doing her fifth out of seven episodes. Previous one of hers from this season we did was Ground Zero.
1: All right, and I'm really curious as we go into these notes if we'll be able to tell exactly where my computer died in the middle of the process.
0: Um, so Technology.
1: The previously On is brought to us by Jeannie this week, and we open with Carol walks into the lounge, and she is giving Doug trouble because he is getting ready to leave at and his night shift, and he is underlayered for the 10 below weather outside. It's freaking cold.
0: Sweet home Chicago.
1: Yep, Um, she has her paramedic ride-along that morning or into that day, so she's getting ready to go out to do that. And Doug says that they need to meet at Clark and Dearborn at 5 for a surprise. Lizzie and I were both oddly furious, as we tend to be, because they keep saying Dearborn and Clark, and I have never heard anybody put those streets in that order, so it just threw me off. It just doesn't sound right i was and... I was
2: curious from the Chicago Geography Department because I read as I was looking for other things that this was this was marked as a geographical like gaff by them that uh those two streets actually run parallel and never intersect with one another
1: yeah so... they are both north south maybe that's why it sounded weird to us
0: then what's the Hold on. I'm going to look this Harrison? up. <laughs> We're gonna Harrison, We're going to consult Google Maps live on the bottom. I'm
1: trying to think of what street you're I know thinking ex- of.
0: Because I know exactly like, what intersection, like what area they're alluding He's to. supposed but to I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, mm,
2: I, I bet Lizzie would have caught that if that was the case. Like if, if those streets. Okay. I know. Understood. I
1: know why it sounded weird to me. Because my brain was hearing um, Dearborn and Clark and thinking North and Clyborne. That same like flow.
0: I'm thinking Harrison and Clark. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. So
1: for me, it was weird because there is a red line stop called um, North and Clybourne. Hmm. So my brain was like hearing that. So when right. he said Dearborn and Clark, it was like it was hearing Clybourne and North, or so, like it was just yeah. this, the Your number of syllables was just
0: out of order. With. Yeah, yeah. They do run parallel to each you're other. You're
1: right. That was another. That is another Chicago gap. Yeah. So we were maybe that we were pissed for the wrong reason. <laughs>
0: See, I was gonna have this gay, this really gay story about how we had our first date near this intersection. That was was Dearborn and and Harrison. (laughs) It's Harrison and Clark at the Starbucks right
1: there. Dearborn and Harrison. I mean, it's a it's It's the same like three block stretch. It's a long Starbucks. It's a a long
0: Starbucks.
1: It is. It it actually is. It takes up like a whole block just because of how the one is laid out. It's a
0: very narrow but a very long Starbucks. Interesting.
1: But yes, we did. We did have our first date on Harrison which was right off of Dearborn yeah I'm wrong everything's wrong about this whole Dearborn and Clark thing but not for the reasons we thought it was go team then we have Jeannie Romano and Benton are all looking at Scott's CT results and Anspa has asked Jeannie to start Scott's new lines because she's so good at it that it's going to be the most painless it can be for him and we find out that he's going to need surgery for new obstructions in his abdomen not great
0: you hate to see it uh and then after that uh doug and mark have a little have a little meet up at doc Moo. so let's listen to them thanks
4: hey can i get a decaf from you decaf at 7 30 uh, in the morning been so jumpy the last couple of days Need caffeine i think i have And an aneurysm <laughs> that's a lovely thought I'll sit somewhere else that's yeah. a smoking section oh hey you fell off the gum wagon didn't you uh don't start wouldn't dream of it what's up you're making me nervous Oh, you shouldn't have. Open it up. Open that up. When did you guys pick these out? We didn't. I'm gonna surprise her. I told her to to meet me downtown this afternoon, and then uh, she and I are gonna go to the clerk's office and uh, get a marriage license. That is a surprise. I just want to show her I'm serious. sounds like a big night. And then I'm gonna get a, a, a limo, and we're going to the Iron Hedge Lodge in Dundee, and then at one minute after midnight, the uh, the justice of the peace will perform the ceremony. That sounds great. Yeah. Now, all right. What would make it perfect is if uh, if you would agree to to be the best man. I think you have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, I don't you don't do that. Be honored. <laughs> 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 oh. I can't believe it. Just, every other woman I ever went out with, it was just, you know, I, I, I knew it was wrong. But now I gonna spend the rest of my life with her. And I. Um, an idiot here. You're acting like someone who's going to be a husband tomorrow morning. <laughs> a husband? Can you imagine that?
0: <laughs>
4: well,
1: Somebody just make me a super cut of all of his chuckles in this clip. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, it's so there bad. you go. There's a project for you. I was going to say, don't challenge me with that. <laughs> every Clooney laugh in the entire his
2: entire run. Seasons one through five, but it's just the Clooney chuckles. <laughs> Coming soon to a Patreon near you. For a hundred dollars. Oh. oh my god, Th- this is perfect. Like this is a minute and twenty nine of just pure perfection between these. two. You get all of it. You get the Mark and Doug bromance. You get the Clooney chuckles.
0: You just you, you get it all. It's all there for you. Love to see it. You get the Mark just slightly falling apart. Still well, still still falling apart a little bit. Falling back off that wagon. Still
1: putting himself together. Yeah.
0: that's right. He's clinging. I to love the Okay, whole- fine. He's not falling apart anymore. He's he's.
1: Finding his way back.
0: There you go. Thank you.
1: Let me just fill in your words for you. Um, But yeah, I I love how he's like, oh, it's the smoking section. And it's like right next to the jukebox. So everything's just washed out and really loud next to them. And Doug like keeps like looking back at the people who are bumping into him as they're picking music.
2: Remember smoking section? I was going to say that that's the most dated thing in this whole episode is smoking sections.
1: Barely. Every time I see somebody smoking inside on TV, I'm just like. Wow, that's that's aged.
0: Yeah. And a scene coming up here in just a minute too yep. it also heavily dates this, yep. this whole adventure of an episode.
1: But yeah, we haven't had a good like I know we had the road trip episode a little bit ago, but like aside from that, we I feel like it's been a while since we've had a good true Mark and Doug bro moment.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they spend like they spend the latter half of that episode fighting anyway, so this is the the first time we get to see them doing the bro thing. In a while.
1: That is an that is an expensive ass evening to spring on someone and not have them in on the plan.
2: Yeah. Dougie Dougie's a little bit uh getting putting the cart before like, the horse a little bit here.
1: Like Lizzie, I love you, but I'm gonna need us to cross check our calendars before we ever plan anything like that. So I'm sorry you're not ever getting any romantic.
0: No, it's getaways. cool. We're still gonna do our little gay ass beach wedding and yep. courthouse. You're all invited. Whatever. No,
2: you're
0: not. We'll live stream it also on the Patreon.
1: Jesus. Uh,
0: Hey, one of our patrons is going to be... Is going to be officiating it. theoretically going to be officiating it. So there you go.
1: Friend of the show, Matt Schultz.
0: Yeah, shout out to Matt.
2: (laughs) So we we go from there. We are in with more bangs. 12 for 12 this season on the bangs. And then we see Carol out... Walking out into the ambulance bay in the snow with Doris, going out to the ambulance, loading it up with extra supplies, and our uh, handsome man paramedic, George Eads, from last episode, I believe, or two episodes ago, whenever we saw
1: him pop up. I think last. Pop up. No, it was the Christmas episode.
2: Yeah, a so a couple episodes ago. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he is also driving on uh, along on the ride-along, and, oh boy, could this perhaps have consequences? Hmm. <gasps> Uh, as they are pulling out, we stay in the trauma or stay in the ambulance bay as another trauma comes in a, uh, woman complaining of vaginal bleeding. And as Carrie is wheeling, uh, helping wheel her in says, it looks like a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and they take her right up to the OR and we find out in passing that one of the other local ERs is closed to trauma. And so this woman had to spend an extra 10 to 15 minutes in the ambulance that didn't need to happen.
0: Great. Great. Ow. No. Good thing there are several reasons that'll never happen to you. Um, <laughs> uh, and the other thing that dates this episode. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: let's on with the show.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing that date really dates this episode is this next mm. scene. Uh, Scott is in his hospital room. He's playing an old. He's playing an N sixty four, Nintendo sixty four, on one of those portable fun carts that I had plenty of time with. When I was, uh, when I was around, yeah, about around this time, because I had to have, uh, because of my kidney issue, I had to have. Was it uh, a
1: follow up surgery? No,
0: I had to have renal ultrasounds, uh, which were multi-hour long imaging procedures. Because I'm, because I'm assuming the techniques aren't. I'm assuming that something has replaced this because I haven't had one of these done since mm-hmm. uh, since I was like twelve. But, but yeah, they just want like just get a complete. I don't know what exactly what they were what they were doing and how it was different from a normal from a normal like an MRI or something like that. Don't but, you
1: only have one and a half kidneys
0: I do yes my right my right kidney is half the, is approximately half the size of my left one because of a uh, not really a birth defect but just a condition I was born with so
1: anyway yeah
0: <laughs> um but anyway I'm very familiar with very familiar with these things and spent a lot of time I spent a lot of time with them um but the he's playing killer instinct which is one of the best fighting games on the Nintendo 64 so (laughs) don't at me um and one of the best fighting games ever made also don't at me um yeah it's this fun center on the side of the card and genie comes in to talk to scott about the surgery and he doesn't want to have any more operations because everyone he thinks everyone is full of shit and keeps telling him that he's done And he says he'd rather die and you know lovely things to hear from a how old, is, how old is scott like 12, 12. 12. Yeah. yeah 12 yeah lovely preteen individual um but genie says genie then says oh i'll need to find someone else to use these rinkside tickets to the blackhawks and rangers game and he does the whole and he does the whole he's he's prepping to be he's prepping to be a white uh you know a cis white man and <laughs> is like you don't know Oh, you like hockey? Name name all the players on the Blackhawks. But, like, he says, you don't know hockey. Girls
1: don't like hockey. Yeah. So.
0: Some gendered bullshit that she calls him out on right away. Jeannie smacks him the fuck down with her knowledge.
1: Yeah, she does. Um, then from there we have Benton and Romano are working on rounds, and they run into Lizzie and Allison, and Lizzie asks if she can be put on Allison's surgery instead of Scott's that afternoon because, like, it's It's the final, like, vocal cord repair, so Lizzie wants to see it through. Um, And Rono says, yep, that's fine. Totally cool. Whatever. Um, And then Carrie asks, Ellis, what is up with the closed trauma room at the other hospital, which is named Lady of Pity ER?
0: (laughs) Hospital names Uh, be... Religious hospital names be crazy.
1: Yep. Um, And we find out SPG is doing some upgrades to that hospital trauma center, and that's why they're theoretically not accepting new trauma patients at the moment
2: then we see carter and delamico working on a guy who may have contracted guinea worm they're doing a controlled yeah this one this is a little bit a little bit gross but they're doing a controlled removal of the worm they can only take out two centimeters at a time and the worm can be up to a meter long so you can only uh, remove i think she says two centimeters a day and then they do this weird thing where they like Attach. They like tape a toothpick to it or something. I guess so that it can't re-enter the hole. Yeah. And then he has to come back, you know, presumably day after day to uh, get this,
0: to get this worm removed.
1: Pretty gross. That's Fifty appointments. Pretty gross. Pretty darn
2: gross. I would just
0: be like, nope. Just just slice it open. Yeah, just <laughs> just slice me open yeah. and
1: just remove my leg.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And our patient here is a little bit
2: of an oh hey it's that guy, uh, played by actor Eric Pierpoint who appeared in stuff like the movie liar liar uh the movie holes and the tv series park parks and Rec, where he had a semi-recurring role as the uh police chief who um oh yeah ben has to go convinced to let yeah. them hold the harvest
1: festival so
0: yeah, yeah 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 you still haven't seen that show have you Lauren? i've
1: watched like three episodes oh
0: my god we have peacock I don't, we... I don't care stop watching raw for half a minute no
1: <laughs> I don't care,
0: and be entertained.
1: It's fine. I don't care. It's
0: fine. You know, it's not fine though. It's Chase who comes in with shut up? Who comes in with some nausea and he's looking looking pretty rough. Uh, Carter says there's no way Chase that Chase drove in from the loop just to get anti nausea meds. Uh, offers to get Chase into a detox center because he's clearly uh, in. Do we? Is it heroin? That he's he specifically that he's name check Carter
2: specifically names check name checks heroin here. So I know we had okay. some like we, they they haven't specified I think before now and we sort of when we were reading about the whole skin popping phenomenon heroin
1: cocaine yeah
2: heroin was not one of the ones they singled out but it's
0: pretty clear at this point
2: that they have decided yeah. heroin is his drug of choice
0: yeah so he's in with heroin withdrawals and Chase is just asking for something to give him get him over that hump which if you've never been in any sort of drug withdrawal nope <laughs> yeah if you'd Not like to fun. know
2: if you would like to know more about uh heroin withdrawal uh go watch uh last or no. train spotting yeah last season's er guest star Ewan mcgregor in train spotting a highly upsetting but incredibly well done it's movie it's so good yeah
1: there's yeah. only two scenes in that whole movie that i just i immediately go nope don't want to watch that again i'm
2: guessing yeah. one of them is the baby
1: Okay, three scenes. (laughs) I forgot about the baby. Three scenes. The
2: baby is fucking upsetting. But yeah, the whole movie, it's really good, but it's also, it's a, and I've heard from, you know, I've read people who have had experience with heroin that it's a very like authentic portrayal of what it's like to go through heroin withdrawal. But holy shit, is it like a roller coaster ride?
1: The book is excellent too, and I still have to see the sequel, but no, I'm just going to say in loose terms what the other two are. When he flushes the drugs in the bar. Yes. And when um, Spud wakes up at his girlfriend's house,
2: yes, yes,
1: yeah, both, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love that movie though, and it was a, f- a very big favorite of my high school friends.
0: I've never seen it. You
1: wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't think it's nope. a good one for you to it watch. Never, it
0: never, it never sounded like something that appealed to me.
1: It's a favorite of mine, but I will never have you watch it with me.
0: Yeah. Um. No, but I was, but I was more gained to the point that you know any sort of especially psychiatric drug withdrawal oh, okay. can be rough i've never withdrawn from heroin i was though. looking
1: at you and i was like i don't think you've ever done heroin or cocaine no, when no, no, we've no, been no, together just,
0: <laughs> i was more getting to the point that any sort of drug withdrawal yeah sympt- uh, symptoms are usually pretty rough not even but none of I can imagine even come close to something like heroin but uh and i overhears the whole thing and she had a friend in med school with drug issues as well so she's she's in carter's corner And
1: then we're at the firehouse with all the EMTs and they're noshing on lunch, talking about how tofu isn't real food. Powell's complaining about the food they cook. And as he's complaining about being a white man and loving donuts and bacon, essentially, (laughs) there is a call for the responders to roll out. So his rant gets interrupted.
2: And this is one of uh, the this little like going around the table here, especially when Doris is talking. This is one of the few times now they're not all they're not all on screen uh but this is one of the few times that we get all of the emts uh that we currently have uh name checked right. like in order mm. like doris you know doris is obviously there this pal guy is there um she mentioned something about why zadro's the one doing the cooking and she mentioned something about uh Olbus, which is uh pamela the lynn alicia henderson yeah. Uh, she mentions her being on a diet, and she mentions something about the other guy too, whose name I I'm blanking on. Um, Who tried to
1: make like vegan bacon or something?
2: Yeah, so like it's one of the first and only times we really get like the full roster of paramedic uh, names like called out one by one. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Um, then we go over to Romano and Benton are working on Scott's surgery, and Romano is trashing Lizzie's performance and saying that he's glad that Benton isn't a militant minority. Real great. Aww. This is this is where we get this is where we get real shit bag Carter or not Carter. I'm so used to saying shithead <laughs> Carter. Um this is where we get real shithead Romano coming in. Um but yeah, Romano's just like, "Oh, I don't think she really has what it takes." Mm, 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 mm. and as they're going through, they get some more results for Scott's tests. His lymphoma is back. And Romano says Peter should be the one to tell Ann's Spa. So I think right here they're just doing a surgical removal of the obstructions and getting the material that they're removing tested. And that's when they find out.
0: And then we go back over to Carrie. She runs into Ellis at the base of the stairs and he's schmoozing and giving a tour to, to a bunch of people. She has found out that SPG has closed 60% of, the tra- of their trauma centers in the Midwest and he keeps giving her party lines about that policy and she sa- and she says, you know, she has a couple of good lines. So emergency care is only for people who can afford it and if everyone else closes, someone else someone else needs to handle the trauma. And yeah. it I, n- uh, never mind. No, please. No, I was going to say because I'm still in the midst of my Grey's Anatomy binge, they li- they use this exact same storyline too. It ends very differently, but <laughs> Because the sale actually goes through, and five doctors end up buying the hospital, but I just I just like this because for a number
2: of reasons I like it because we're finally starting to get to where uh, Ellis is being exposed as the you know corporate shill shithead that he is, and I yep. like it because uh, Carrie Weaver says universal health care, like good on you, woo, good on you, girl. I knew I liked you. Uh, But we go from there, we see Carter uh, examining the board, and uh, as he's doing so, Cynthia interrupts, uh, who I can't help but notice has been really minimized these last couple of episodes. They've really made it concerted. I wonder if there was, I mean, I know there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook or anything, there was no, like, immediate feedback loop, but I have to wonder if there was some kind of at-the-time, like, feedback on this character that made them kind of... at least turn the dial down on her a little bit where she didn't show up quite as much as she did uh, at first but um she interrupts to say that Chase has left a bunch of messages with his pharmacy details so he's still still hounding Carter to get him some compazine or etc um We then see Jeannie coming in, trying to get uh, those hockey tickets that she promised to Scott from Malik's contact. I really like this little interaction between Jeannie and Malik. Mm -hmm. It's very fun. Malik gets a couple of good lines in there, and I really, really like the little smirk she gives as he walks away because he's like, "It's gonna be, it's gonna cost you. Like those are expensive tickets." And uh, she's like, "It's fine. Just, you know, just make the call or whatever." And he's like, "Man, if you got it like that, I think we need to go out on a date." And the little smirk she gives as she walks away is just like. "Mm." Love it. Uh, we then see Carter calling Chase, leaving him a stern message. Uh, we, we'll circle back to those two a little bit later. Uh, but we go up for now to Allison's surgery. And uh, Lizzie is, of course, sitting in there for emotional support since Allison will be awake for the entire procedure. No, thank you. You're going to operate on my nope. throat and
0: I will be awake. Thanks, but no thanks. I'd rather die. Thanks.
1: Just rather be mute.
0: Yeah. No, I'd just rather die.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah. A bit extreme, but OK.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm a millennial. So, you know, it doesn't take much.
1: Okay. Um. So <laughs> Anspa asks Carrie why she's not at the SPG luncheon, and she starts to voice her hesitancy, and they're speaking in a trauma room, and I want to note whose films are those. Carrie asks to delay the board vote maybe a week or two for the SPG decision of them taking over the whole ER and then Benton comes in and tells Anspa the results of Scott's tests. And Anspa tells them to carry on with the rest of the surgery. Lots happening there. But yeah, who's turning over these trauma rooms? <laughs> there is nobody in here except for two doctors talking. And there are still films all over that board. It's
0: part of the reason why SPG wants to take over. They want to eliminate the films on the board after patients leave.
1: My only joy in life.
0: Anyway. Um, but it's Cynthia, we go over there to Cynthia and Mark. Cynthia runs up uh, to Mark and sniffs him. Very totally normal, normal behavior. behavior. <laughs> yeah, um, and says he owes her a dollar for smoking half a cigarette. So I guess they're both trying to quit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She wants to do s'mores tonight for a date night. Because you know, again, a normal thing you can do in the city. Okay,
1: but that sounds amazing. And there are ways you can do it. Yeah, I know. It's just so. You it's hush. just I
0: just I don't know.
1: I want s'mores now.
0: Yes, we can do that with our electric stove.
1: You can light a candle. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so she wants s'mores, and so do I. What happens next? The only thing Cynthia and I will agree on. With. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, but he can't do a date night because of the thing with Doug.
1: Yep. Then we have Carter asks Mark if he can take the rest of the shift off for a family emergency. And Mark says, I'll let Doyle know. And we haven't seen or heard of her for a while the, that I can think of. The
2: ghost of Maggie Doyle. Dr. Exposition. Yep.
1: Um, and Carter sees Anna in the lounge, and she calls him out about going after Chase because she said not to let Chase's problems become his life. And he's immediately letting Chase's problems interrupt his life. And then we have the paramedic ride-along. They are running up to the third floor, and we see a woman is unconscious, presumably dead on the floor, and another woman is screaming at them to help her. Powell is freaking out about the dead woman, and the woman has whore written on her chest in black sharpie. We can't just let this go. Nope. Nope. Um, Powell is screaming at this presumably dead woman on the floor saying, don't you die on me. Don't you friggin' die. And somehow we get a pulse. No clue. And Carol is looking at Powell like he's nuts. And this had echoes of Shep to me.
2: Yeah. He has big Shep energy in this episode. Like (laughs) big, big Shep energy here. I am not
1: a a fan. I want a frowny face. I want a frowny face sticker that says big Shep energy.
0: it would just be some it would just be someone like waving their arms in the uh, air uncontrollably ah,
1: it'll be wacky awful. wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man
0: there you go but a wacky Browny waving face. inflatable
2: arm flailing tube man who just says I'm not racist and just <laughs> flails his arms around screaming about how he's not racist we go back to the OR where we see Allison's surgery again they are uh, in the home stretch here everything's going well she just has to stay still uh, they manipulate uh, something with one of her vocal cords, and she can now very, very quietly, very raspily say the letter E. And that's a very big moment, very exciting. And she whispers thank you to Lizzie. So it's a very, we're we're, we're tracking towards a, a happy ending here with Allison, hopefully. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. And I do love how they're like, you have the rest of your life to talk. Shut up. Yep. Like, don't, don't push too hard. Right.
2: Uh, We go down to the trauma room where Mark and company are working on the little old lady that was brought in and uh, Carol has to drag Powell away from the trauma. So wonder what's up with that. We will have to check in with that just a little bit later.
5: Up
0: Next, we have our next audio clip. Um, Carter is headed, heads over to Chase's apartment to make sure he's okay.
3: John, what are you doing here?
4: You asked me to help. I'm here to help.
3: Uh that's really decent of you, man, but but I'm, I'm I'm fine.
4: You left messages for me every half an hour. Now you're fine?
3: But I just panicked, you know. I mean, you know how it is when you're sick. You you, you think the world's gonna end. Invite me in.
4: Yeah, sure, come on in. Oh, it smells like a locker room in here. When was the last time the maid came by? She uh, quit. So, since you're here, did you bring any meds? No. I brought a list of drug treatment centers. Come on, man. I'm not one of those Betty Ford people. I, I mean, have my graduating class from Westlands in rehab? I mean, I'd bump into somebody I know, and then tongues would wag. Take a look at yourself, Chase. You're a mess. Thank you, Mr. Blackwell.
3: You know, I'd love to hang out, but I gotta,
4: I was just gonna uh, head out. Why don't you give me a break? You gonna answer that?
3: Chase, buddy, what's up? Dude, I am sorry. It took me so long to get here. I was in the middle of a, a wicked squash game, and I didn't feel my pager vibrate, so. It's all right, man. Anyway, um, I got you a couple of grams of the usual, and check this out. A gram of this. Dude, this is some superb Mexican. I think you better go. Who the hell is this guy? He's my cousin. Well, your cousin needs to learn some manners. Anyway, as I was hey, I don't saying, well, wait out a, of here. a minute, wait a minute. Last time I checked, this was Chase's house, okay? So why don't you go make yourself a, a, a hot toddy or something and let us talk?
4: Chase, if you do this, you are on your own.
3: Oh, you know what? You know what? What's it gonna be, man? Do you want this or not? Huh? Yeah? Is that a yeah? Yeah. All right. Gardner, you go... it, it. it better go. I. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know where to find me when mommy's. Alright, you heard him. Get yeah. out of here
1: uh first off i want to note, and daniel correct me if i'm wrong on having seen this but at one point chase throws a cigarette just to the middle of his living room and then the next seat the next shot he's holding it in his hand again
2: oh i did not check that now i have to go back and look for that it's entirely possible they do stuff like that all the time
1: Lizzie did think she saw it too but yeah it's during this exchange he's like it's like a, it's towards the beginning of it he like does one of the flick things like maybe down onto a plate or something mm-hmm. and then the next scene it's up in his hand again well now so. well,
2: now I want to go look like god damn it
1: well now you have something to do when we're done recording
2: you act as though I'm not doing it actively right this second <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so while Daniel's looking at that Lizzie what are your thoughts on this sequence
0: it's just this is one of the things that this is one of the storylines that really informs Carter's character yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. especially after spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert his he develops his own drug addiction and what one of the things that helps snap him out of it is realizing that he's exactly like Chase Mm -hmm. so all this stuff that is he's just committing to memory he's just committing to memory and experiencing now Mm -hmm. yep yeah you're gonna it's gonna come back around time is a flat circle
2: except this time's gonna involve carter gonna come back around and he might not have learned exactly the right lessons from this that he was supposed to but uh, he eventually gets it. he eventually gets it but it just takes a little longer than we would hope um looking at it quickly like it's hard to tell it's it's very quick he either it looks like he either like does toss it or he might be just doing like a quick flick like of the ash quick yeah And Mm. like kind of a a dramatic flip of the ash. It's hard to tell, but uh, it's possible. Uh, Another little little wrinkle of this that I again, I'm not sure that I buy it, but there's enough there that I could say maybe they like maybe they liked kind of the design of it and then tweaked a little bit later. But there are claims out there that Chase's apartments set would go on to be repurposed as Abby and Luca's apartment later in the series. Now I went and checked some later season episodes, like thirteen, fourteen, that time frame, um, and found a couple of scenes. It wasn't an exhaustive search or anything, but I just found a couple of, of quick scenes of Abby and Luca's apartment, and, uh, mm-hmm. eh, like ish, like you, it's basically that it's also kind of teal colored and also has a like kind of half circle fireplace. Um, that's kind of where the similarities begin and end. I wouldn't as far think I'm concerned. they'd keep
1: that set laying around for that long just to repurpose it in like five years.
2: Exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking, and it's more like because by thirteen or fourteen, you're talking two thousand that's like eight years later. Okay, yeah. So like that's that's a long I'm, time. I was being like you, generous. yeah, that's a long time to just leave a set laying around. Like you said, I mean,
1: when real when real estate in those lots is so valuable.
2: Yeah. And, you know, Susan to Mark's apartment, that's one thing like that's that was a a one to one transition. But I don't know, like I I could see maybe it being a like they liked the design of it and they maybe had some old set design documents laying around and kind of tweaked them to come up with the the design Mm -hmm. for Abby and Luca's apartment. Might have been inspired by, but I do not for a second believe that it's the exact same set, but it is out there.
1: I'm sure Gen T has very, very specific floor plans for Abby and Lucas' (laughs) apartment that we could cross-reference. Then we go back to the ER and we find out the old woman who was assaulted is now deceased. She has been down for 30 minutes after epi and compressions. And the detectives are immediately there to ask about this elderly woman. And they are different detectives because the criminal crossed district lines. And Mark chews them out that he hasn't heard anything about this guy on the news. And this has been three people that he's had to treat. And, you know, the public should really be made aware of this and all that stuff. Um, Then we have Carol and Powell are doing inventory of the ambulance supplies. And she points out how he froze in the apartment and lets him know that, you know, she's available to talk. And they see that the little old lady's wallet was in the ambulance with a coupon for cat food, but they did not see a cat in the apartment.
0: I'm sorry, I just see the image in the notes now. <laughs> what you're referring to
1: I disagree, but we'll get there. That's a penis. that's not a penis uh,
0: um jeez i can't i can all I can stare at is the penis bowl now. Um, it's not a penis. But, but anyway, what happens next? is That Anspa tells Genie that Scott will have to have another round of chemo. Anspa says that they could use some help uh, at home, and asks Genie if she'd be willing to be a private duty caregiver for him. And Anspa thinks says he thinks very highly of Genie, so leads me to believe that leads me more to believe that it wasn't if that if someone made the decision to fire Genie, it probably wasn't. Ants yeah, by was probably Gary. Yeah, or or it could have just—I mean, it could have been
2: that it was a legitimate budget, budgetary, budgetary thing. It yeah. wasn't that it was anybody who necessarily put her out there specifically. Just that it—it it was that you know last one hired, first one
0: out kind of thing that sucks. Fair enough, uh, but she agrees to become become a caregiver, and that's when she starts. Now what's it with the penis bowl? <laughs>
2: so we go from there back to Chase's apartment where Chase is fully into the throes of his withdrawals now, begs Carter to turn the heat up, and Carter informs him that it's already been cranked up to 80. So uh, presumably Chase's uh, temperature regulation is just completely thrown off here. And then Chase freaks out about uh, when Carter offers him some soup and then pukes everywhere, which is, first of all, just, super oh. gross. Like... <laughs> Yeah,
1: one person should not hold that much vomit
2: it's like an exorcist level of vomit like it just and it the, the way it comes out too it's like it is very much the projectile vomit thing and it's
1: it's a geyser yeah
2: yeah Ugh, it's my dude had a big lunch so uh, a big lunch of mud like <laughs>
1: yeah that's the other thing is it's it's not even like without going into too much detail it's not even puke colored it's no. like dark brown yeah.
2: it's dirty lake water but. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're moving on the penis bowl. Yeah. So as he's puking, which, by the way, it's after he pukes, not beforehand. Uh, Carter, helpfully, as I've, uh, as Lizzie and Lauren have noted, that uh, I have helpfully included an image, uh, still here in the uh, notes. Uh, Carter helpfully brings him a penis bowl to puke in, uh, because it is a bowl shaped like uh, a dick and balls. And Lauren apparently, I'm gonna say this. Lauren apparently as, disagrees. As the,
1: one, as the one person here without a penis. Um, <laughs> Let me just say, it's fair. that does not look like a penis to me. I am the least qualified to make this judgment call. But, but, but you've it's seen it's,
2: cartoon depictions of penises, no? Yeah. It's too, It's it, the line I'm, and the two I'm, balls. Like what's, It's a penis yeah, ball. I'm, I'm going to put this in the group. No, Don't pretend I'm not okay, going to put this in the group. <laughs> like There's okay, going to be a picture in the group of a penis ball, I'm, and they're going to tell gonna us whether this, or at, not it's a penis ball.
1: No. At most, it's a chode ball. <laughs> don't, don't get into that's penis, penis yeah, don't get
2: into penis semantics about no. the ball what is but that no, shape I if would... not a male sex organ what is it clover clover hey. clover you're gonna Go you're yourself. gonna die it's on the clover hill
1: it's not a dick i think i i am childish and see dicks everywhere where they shouldn't be that's not a dick
0: you're you remember kids penises are Penises are not exclusively male sex organs. That's yes. my... also true. We can we also can erase that part
1: if that. you want. I'm sorry. No,
0: it's fine. Okay. Um, you're running. I mean, you're, running everybody knew, you're running. running but... the right way towards an
2: Instagram poll between penis bowl or clover bowl. So just keep that in mind. As it's well. not a, okay.
1: Okay, I don't care. It's not a penis. I might be wrong about clover, but that's not a dick. That
2: it's the line and the, the two things. Like, come on. Like, it,
1: like I see where you're coming from. That you could get to that, but I don't I don't think it's a I don't look at it immediately immediately this, think dick
2: bowl. this is
0: well we are at Saying the Tone podcast on Instagram, so <laughs>
2: please. Yeah, I'm me and Lizzie are in, in agreement. But in any of it, penis bowl or no. Uh
1: it is not a cock container. Car- Jesus Christ.
2: Carter tries to stop him from leaving. Uh, and Chase just keeps screaming about how sick he is and how he needs something. So it is penis bowl aside, it is a very well done little little moment here between these two
1: to any of you who pay for our patreon i am so sorry that this is the content you support
0: (laughs) you take the bad with the good save it for the quality save, save this
2: for the eventual best tt of stt season four episode that'll come out christmas of 2024
1: so then we go over to lizzie and benton chatting about their surgeries that day and she asks him for a drink and he just says i don't drink she says, have a lemonade or a yoo for all I care. This, like, this day cannot end this early with the days we've both had. Let's go celebrate. So he's like, all right, fine. I'll come with you. And I just have to say, yay, it begins because I love the two of them together. And I am team Benton and Lizzie so much more than I am team Mark and Lizzie. We've talked about it before, and I'm just going to say it again.
0: I'm team Lauren and Lizzie.
1: I will punch you so <laughs> hard in the face you'll forget your back hurts.
0: Please don't. I love you. My neck area is also sensitive. <laughs> you are ready for some poor decision making, folks? Aye aye, Captain. Alright, let's go back to Car let's go back to Carol and Powell as they go back to Mrs. Dickinson's apartment to look for a cat. And they take food up to the roof to bait the cat back down. Teeny, eat your food.
1: I wanna say looking for the cat is not the bad decision on this whole thing.
0: Yeah. It no, is the, it is
2: a cat very, is it, ste- it is a very flimsy, uh like plot device to get Premise. to get them back into a room together in close quarters, though. I'm I'm not a fan of this whole thing. It's just kind of silly.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It's dumb, but I'm saying the cat itself is not the sure. problem.
0: Yeah. But yeah, the cat is being a cat and refusing to come out, and all you just hear is... Row. Row. I
1: don't
2: actually
0: see a cat, but... Lauren can tell you all about the adventures of trying to bait a cat out of an enclosed space with food.
1: Cats are dumb, and I love them. <laughs> I will save it for a lounge episode, the Rescuing Tina story. Yes.
0: But uh, Powell says... Uh, she reminded me of my mom when I hung my when when I was nine. She hung herself. Okay. And I just
1: wanted to say right here, I just jotted this down. It's total bullshit, but I just said Powell's the murderer.
0: Like the of his of
2: he's, his mother like or of the
1: no 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 like of the old ladies. It's him. Somehow <laughs> yeah. he it's killed him. his mother and made it look like a suicide.
2: We've... No uh, no 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 the the, the murder of or the yeah the the attacker of the old women. I totally like can see where somebody would get that on first blush like watching this like they kind of it's kind of a I, mystery i act. was
1: i was not sincerely thinking that but i was i was just like i don't care i don't like powell he's yeah no leader. i don't like him either that's i don't just, like him either it. but no
2: they are sort of setting it up that way like where they're
1: really i think like, there's I a little bit actually... of a misdirect
2: there because mm-hmm. he's he's shown up literally out of nowhere and it's only been since this stuff started and you're right. It's and, and then huh. and then he starts talking about all this trauma with his mom and stuff like they're really setting him up as though there's something larger at play here. And really, spoilers, beyond his thing with Carol here, there really isn't. He kind of just goes away. So
1: let's this is tinfoil hat corner of our of our nonsense. I do not really think he's the murderer. But, yes, that is a fun theory for, like, how they could have been shoehorning him in for that suspicion. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. But uh Sorry. they have they have a whole discussion about suicide and he does the ol, the old suicide is selfish thing that everyone Carol that uh, that everyone that Carol likes seems to go off on and she puts she puts uh him in his place for the most part. Yep. Yeah. And she real, realizes the time and then she's bailing on Doug to hang with Powell Boo. And of course he wants to kiss her. Boo. And of course they kiss. <laughs> Boo oh. The whole thing is so I
1: love dumb. I love his I love his dumbass line of like if I'm near you for one more minute, I just have to
2: right. kiss.
0: Right. What a fucking t- uh, yeah. There is there is no reason for this to happen. No. Yeah, there's no Aside there is-
1: from he's hot, she's hot. That's it. Yeah, but there there's no, no there's, there's been no, no
2: established like Rapport chemistry. with these two, no chemistry. Even after the whole kiss thing, I still don't buy any chemistry between the two of them. No. Like, there's no.
1: And she looks so uncomfortable even when it's happening. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, the whole thing is
0: just very. It doesn't work for me. It's, just doesn't. It's because
1: it's because she knows he's an old lady murderer.
0: We can't have <laughs> Carol and Doug being too happy now, can no. we?
1: No, no, we can't. We got to throw a wrench in it somehow. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But then from there, we find out Mark is looking for Carol because Doug is calling for her at the ER.
0: Hmm.
2: hmm, might be because she's off hmm. macking with the dude from CSI. Ugh. Um,
0: you have George Clooney at home. It's like right. The re- it's like the reverse of the McDonald's meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to make out with a hot guy. We have oh, we have a hot guy at home, and the hot guy is George Clooney. <laughs> Come on, Carol. Ugh. Uh, ugh. But you know who does make good decisions is Carrie. So let's uh, go to our next audio clip, uh, Carrie is leaving and Ellis is trying to take her out for dinner.
3: There you are, you leaving? Yeah. Okay, I put together those figures I promised you. Thought we could go out to dinner, have a glass of wine, maybe talk it over, a more relaxed setting. Yeah, I, I think I should think about this alone. Let me give you a hand. No, I don't, I, I, I'm fine, thanks. Carrie, what can I do to make you feel better about this? Delay the board vote. Come we've worked on this for three months, and I'm perfectly willing to give you whatever information you think you need, but delaying the vote at this late date just isn't an option. I
1: can't support something I don't believe in, and it seems that SPG is putting profits ahead of patient care.
3: Synergix provides the most care for the most people, and if that means giving them an Oldsmobile instead of a Rolls, then so be it. Decent health care shouldn't be a luxury. That's right, it shouldn't. And that's what we give people, decent health care. And nothing more. More Bankrupts Hospital. I can't be part
1: of an organization that lowballs people's lives.
3: Ah, that's a cheap shot. Oh, man. I just need time alone to think about this. That's Synergix or me? Come on, let me give you a ride home. We'll yeah, talk this fine. out. i thanks. Carrie, don't do this.
2: Good for you, Carrie. Run away, Carrie.
3: Run yeah, far I'm glad away. She,
1: I'm, glad, I'm glad she's gotten over the spell of the dick and is now just like, nope, you're a slime ball. This
0: is bullshit. Amen. Yeah. Fuck corporate healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not, not saying, I'm not necessarily saying that what we get out of the current, like, publicly funded healthcare is much, is much better. But yeah, there's no perfect it could system. Be. It could be. It could be. Yeah, but
2: this, this we ain't could, it, it. could be better. We go from there back to Chase's apartment where Carter is watching some junk TV with Chase. And he's uh, on call with the pharmacy trying to figure out the status of the Composine that he uh, wrote for. When all of a sudden Anna shows up with a withdrawal kit for Chase, including uh, some IV saline and some other drugs. And uh, they set him up uh, with some stuff to ease the jitters and help him sleep. Uh, and we actually... What is this? What is this? We actually get a little bit of character development from Anna Delamico. <gasps> Only took like 15 whoa. fucking episodes. But
0: whoa! what do you know? Before long, we're going to have some bad character development. So don't you worry.
1: <laughs> um, And then we have Benton and Lizzie out on their date slash not date. And she is teaching him how to throw darts. And as she's doing this, she asks if he's an alcoholic. And that's why he doesn't drink. And... Then asks if he's Muslim when he tells her he's not an alcoholic. And because she notices that he doesn't eat pork either. So it's like, Lizzie, how much attention are you paying to Benton that this is just the stuff you pick up on? But she implies that he has control issues.
0: Benton? Control
3: (laughs) issues? No.
1: And they're so cute together. And she does this really great thing where she bets that, you know, if she can get a dart closer to the bullseye than he can, while she's doing it backwards... With her eyes closed. Then he has... with her eyes closed then he has to have a drink.
2: Yeah, they they have so much chemistry here. They do, they like when she's no. when
1: when she's doing the cliché teaching him how to throw the darts thing and she like grabs his thigh. I was like, "Ooh. Somebody I, get me a spray bottle in here. I need I need a mist."
2: They this this is yeah, arguably I, the most chemistry that there has been between any two characters this entire show. Maybe short of like early Doug and Carol. But like
0: this is like yeah. peak chemistry here yeah but honest to god they both end up with i think relationships that would be better for them in the long run mm.
1: who's benton end up with cleo uh
0: cleo yes cleo, cleo. Mm-hmm. yeah i like cleo a lot. I, I like i like I, the I, idea I, of cleo i like
2: i think I, I think cleo had a lot of potential as a character but was essentially reduced to just being benton's girlfriend and
1: yeah We're, didn't get
2: enough so
1: We're going to have some interesting Cleo discussions when we get Fair to there, enough. but I really like the two of them together. Yes. I think she helps Benton cut but- loose. I think that Benton is someone who grounds her in a way, and they they are good foils for each other surgically to continue improving.
0: My point was going to be that they both like even though they both branched off they would have been an excellent long term yes. yeah, couple as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm would. sad we don't get more of them beyond season 4. Yeah, which I'm happy that we get Corday and Green out of eh. it. and I'm happy that we get Benton and Cleo out of it, but Yeah, once once yeah. this
2: relationship fully blossoms, we will really dig into the um why it doesn't last? Uh, not only you know, right because there is there 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 were larger forces at play beyond just what happens on screen. As far as why mm-hmm. they don't last as an on screen couple, and it is very unfortunate because it's a remnant of a different time, and uh, it is a, a still unresolved issue fully. But like, it's just it sucks. It sucks that this on screen pairing gets basically ruined by outside forces. So
0: because they're an interracial couple.
2: Yeah, but it, it affects all sides. it affects, from a fan standpoint, from actor standpoint, like it's it's messy. This, this whole on-screen pairing here is very messy and it didn't have to be and that's what sucks. But like I said, we will get into that once it fully blossoms and we're really into the, the meat of their relationship. Um, but we go from there uh, to Jeannie checking in on Scott. Uh, he is talking with her about their hockey tickets. And uh, asks her to stay around because he says it gets creepy at night uh, and he doesn't want to be alone. So she offers to stay until he falls asleep. And uh, we get to see Anspa peeking in through the window and sees all of this. So pretty good. I'm I'm like I'm really liking Anspa a lot more since we've started digging into the stuff with his family. Like I've I've gotten a new appreciation for Donald Anspa, the character.
0: It it's almost like an easy way to humanize and improve a character is by introducing more of their family elements. Who who hmm. could have predicted? It's almost like that. That's a cliche for some for a reason. And also, he's totally right. Cre- hospitals are fucking creepy as shit at night.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Then we go after that. Our next audio clip uh, we have here for you is Anna is in Chase's apartment, looking at some some very some very bougie, some very overdone photos uh, along with Carter, that were all taken by Chase.
5: These are great photos.
3: These are Chase Carter originals. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Pretty stuff. Not what I would have expected.
3: Well, he's got a lot of talents. I guess that's why this is all so hard to understand. Yeah, well, this happens to all kinds of people. Um, before when I said that I had a friend on heroin, I wasn't being completely honest. How so?
5: Um, it was my boyfriend. I've done the detox dance more times than I can count.
3: How come you didn't cut him loose?
5: it's
3: not that easy when you love someone. No, no it's not you think this is the worst of it? I wish. Well, you were right.
4: <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.
3: No, you're doing great.
0: Thanks for coming.
5: What are friends for?
0: I appreciate the two of them so much.
1: I like them more as friends like this.
0: Yes, exactly. I like them more as friends, but I think they are very good friends for each other. Just her best episode thus far? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Pretty 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 easily. I think so. And also just Carter cares so much about Chase. I
1: know. Like how proud he is to show off those photographs.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just uh Carter, you sweet cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. I wanna protect him. He doesn't know how bad it's gonna get. Or maybe he's read the scripts ahead and he does, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clearly they're planning all this stuff out years in advance. I mean, they've already earmarked this uh apartment set for two characters who have not even been conceptualized yet and will not be for at least two more seasons. So Why do I think that Abby
0: was in season five? Nope. Or is it Luca? Yeah, they that's in season they show five? no, nope. they
2: show up within like episodes of one another, like Abby and Luca. Like I think Luca comes in first and then Abby but it's within like a couple episodes.
1: Guys, how do we not have this memorized? I don't because there's 15
0: seasons, and 331 episodes. I have a life. I'm sorry. And I have also, I think my ER knowledge is bleeding out of my head because I've watched 12 and a half, uh, 11 and a half seasons of Grey's Anatomy in seven weeks. I know. And I'm happy. I'm doing it. I'm very much enjoying it, but still shut up, Daniel. Don't look at me (laughs) with that tone of voice. Uh, So then we go
1: over to Benton and Lizzie are dancing very very feisty and the bar has lights on it's time to leave the bar they're getting kicked out and he is drunk off two pims, which are a wonderful cocktail that Lizzie's Nana introduced me to and Lizzie says I would invite you over to my place but I don't want to take advantage of you because you're wasted. So they call separate cabs and they go home, but it's very clearly that Lizzie wanted the D. Oh yes, she was. She was all about that Peter Benton MD.
0: Can you can you blame her?
1: Nope not with not with how many sparks there were on that dance right. floor. Yeah, they were gyrating.
0: Hey, so well, would you say there's sparks here in a very different way in this last scene?
1: I would say this is flames.
0: Yeah. Ugh. God damn it. Why does everything have to be burned to the ground? Let's, uh, let's find out what happens when, uh, Carol gets home.
4: I've been waiting for you all night.
5: I'm sorry I got, I got wrapped up. I called here, but you weren't home.
4: I was on the corner of Dearborn and Clark. Right. I called the hospital and the firehouse, and they both said the Unit 57 came back on time.
5: Yeah, I was talking to Greg Powell, he's um, the paramedic on my ride along. It was a really tough day for both of us, and um, it's just one of those things where you start talking to someone you hardly know, and you start telling them things.
4: Mm. Talking to him all night.
5: We got coffee, and we talked, and since then I've been walking.
4: And this cold?
5: I needed to think. About what? About you and me, and... the engagement, and the vows, and the rings, and, uh... I think we're rushing into this. I don't think we're ready.
4: I'm ready. That you were not
5: When I was talking to Greg Powell, it got intense. And, um, and I kissed him. It didn't go any further than that, but it was one of those moments, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to.
4: Okay, that's good. I just was here. I just wanted to make sure that you were safe and sound. Doug,
5: I am so sorry.
4: Yep, me too.
1: Couple things. One, she did not kiss him. He kissed her. Two, there was absolutely no spark or chemistry in that at all. It was not one of those things that just happens. Because he's
0: a sociopath.
1: Because he's an old lady murderer. Exactly. Um, and
2: this story would be much more interesting if he was. like, If it was actually going to be right. revealed that he was the one attacking all these old ladies, it actually, I think, would have a lot more intrigue to and, it. And
1: Carol was, like, actually into him. Yeah. But, yeah, the two of them just have no chemistry, so I don't buy this at all.
2: Yeah, this seems like a very silly they just detour needed, in the Doug Carol. They
1: just needed to shoehorn something in because things were going too smoothly.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a speed bump for the sake of a speed bump, and I don't really... I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I've, I feel like, and maybe I'm just imagining things because I know that we're headed that way. But I, I sort of feel like Clooney is like, we're we're, we're we're one foot out the door with Clooney a little bit at this point. Like he's, cause he's, he's about a season away from being gone for good. And it seems like his appearances in these episodes have been uh, smaller and smaller like, have you noticed he's seen a lot less patients over the last half a season mm-hmm. or so? Like, we're doing a lot mm-hmm. less stuff with Clooney in the ER where he's always either coming on shift or getting off shift during an episode.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: we rarely actually see him working with patients. So it sort of feels like they're trying to move the Carol and Doug thing along and get them to their happy ending, but doing it in the most, like... um the, the littlest amount of Clooney possible because they don't really have him for right. very much. He's off doing other things and is, is just busy. So, uh, that leads to stuff like this where we need to make him mad for no reason so that he'll just leave and be upset for probably the next episode so that we won't have to, you know, it's just kind of, it feels a little contrived and that, that sucks, but it's, they're probably being dealt kind of a shit hand at this point because like I said, he's, he's becoming too big of a star too quickly and is kind of one foot out the door down note to end on.
0: He's going to have at least one one big one. No
2: yeah, he's there's still stuff there's still good stuff to to come with him, but you can definitely start to feel like hmm man, we're really getting close, aren't we? Like we're really starting to starting to come down the other side of the hill on on Clooney as a regular character. Yeah. I, I think overall this is a pretty decent one. There's a lot to like in this episode, I feel. There's a, there's a couple stinkers. Yeah, like-, like the Carol thing is a stinker. But there's a lot to like too.
1: Yeah. Like we've said kind of off, off mic and repeatedly on mic, episode, f- or not episode four, season four has just been aggressively fine. Like, I was telling Lizzie today, I was complaining about, like, oh, season four sucks, I'm ready for more to be happening. It just feels like such a transition period. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's so aggressively fine there's nothing that's really been super standout one way
0: or the other i mean the chase stuff for me in this episode was the absolute standout i think it's absolutely Mm -hmm. the most essential piece of overall storytelling that you can lift from this
1: yes chase is super important um uh, establishing romano is super important just like as for things to be looking at as we're halfway through season four but it's just like I feel like we're twelve episodes in and we still haven't gotten anywhere. Yeah,
2: the the and the other the chase thing, the chase thing is definitely the most important thing out of this episode. The Lizzie and Benton yeah. establishment taking that to, in so a new good. Direction. That's another thing that I really really like about this episode. Yeah. But you're right though. The the whole season has been up to this point. Uh, it, it is a transition thing because as we've talked about before, they're working in Romano, they're working in Corday, they're working in. Delamico to very, which Delamico is another one in this episode who is yeah like said, this is her best episode the whole time she's been on the show we actually get a little bit of character development with her we actually get a little bit of like peek into yeah, her we're, backstory
1: we're also getting Mark's getting back to normal Carrie's struggling with the administrative duties like there's a lot of good things that are important and I don't want everybody to feel like oh my god do they even like the show it's not that it's just we know what it can be mm-hmm. and it's just felt so lackluster yeah I,
2: I I agree and i don't and I don't agree because like I know the the there has there has only been in my opinion one truly standout episode in the first twelve and that was fathers and right. father and sons or fathers and sons whatever yeah. that, easily yeah. that has been far and away like the standout episode of the first twelve and then there's been probably out of those twelve out of the remaining eleven there have probably been i would say seven or eight maybe even nine um like good but not all time great and then there have been like one or two stinkers you know there have been like one or two where we were just sort of like well that happened but the Christmas episode which is usually the case um but (laughs) this one this one I feel like is there's a lot of stuff to really like in here like I said um Weaver and uh, Weaver and Ellis's thing kind of coming to a head like I like that Scott and Jeannie's thing kind of coming to fruition like there's a lot of elements of this that i like is there one signature part of it that is like man wow that remember that one episode where all this stuff happened no there's not that really but i still think that the it's again it goes back to that that world building thing that we talked about so much in seasons one through three that we, I think we're under a mistaken impression that as soon as we got to the end of season three that we were done with the world building and that it would just be nope. all, all nope. payoff from there on out. And that hasn't really been the case for the first half of this season because of the fact that you can't really pay off the world that you've built when you have to then add more layers and more characters to the world. When, you, when you're still building onto the world, right. which is... And that's something, too, that we have to keep in mind as we go along, that that never really stops. Like, all the way to, all yeah, the way through always, Season 15, there are always new people. There are always new characters. There are always new directions that they're taking things. And we have to keep centering ourselves that the ER is the main character, not any of the individual pieces.
1: Right. And I, I do feel like they get much better at efficiently doing these transitions. They learn from this first major set here.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and I will also say, like, yeah, like we mentioned earlier – getting to see and like and and his family stuff and him actually like having a soul and getting to see more of his character has been really cool. And yeah, I'm just I'm as always I'm excited to see where we end up. I'm excited for our season 4 wrap up, which is oh my god, like we're halfway there. But um yeah, I'm just I am exceptionally whelmed
0: at this it, season. I I will say this though. I no. will take season 4 fillerish episodes over season two or season one filler-ish yeah. episodes.
2: But yeah, even the filler here is higher quality I think there's...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there may be, like, smaller storylines here that don't really go super, super anywhere. I would still much rather have... They're still higher quality than the old stuff. So we're still making improvements overall. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and we're heading into a stretch of really good episodes. Like, by the time we get to, I believe yeah. it's episode 15, Um, like, I... I I should I should have looked this up ahead of time, but there is an episode coming that is in my top 10 of the entire series within like within two or three. So we're we're getting really close to some really outstanding stuff, um, but we're just still trying to get through this kind of, like you said, transitional period. It's awkward. They're they're trying to fit all the pieces in and trying to give everybody equal representation.
0: So what did listeners have to say about this one, Lauren?
1: Oh, boy, they had quite a bit to say. Um, we're going to start off with Michelle Kay, who says, This is just such a slam of storylines. Doug, my dude, surprise weddings are not a good idea. He knew that Carol was having cold feet, and he ignored it. He really shouldn't have been that surprised that things went pear-shaped. Scott Anspaugh, four crying emojis. Um, Sp- or Elizabeth and Allison was so sweet, but knowing how that storyline ends, it makes me sadder rewatching. I think the biggest takeaway is Carter and Chase. On rewatching, compare the scene with Carter trying to bully Chase into rehab with the end of season 6 intervention for Carter. Spoiler alert. Carter is so self-righteous with Chase, and Chase is an addict. He doesn't want to admit that he has a problem. Neither does addict Carter. I think that's why watching those two storylines together shows the real growth moment for Carter, so when he finally goes to visit Chase, he admits, I thought I was different than you, but I wasn't, and I'm sorry. I think that it's this scene in Chase's apartment that is playing in Carter's head at that moment. All very good points. Um, Jen T says, I know everyone feels sorry for Carol over this whole thing, but frankly, I'm in Doug's corner. Doug might have been a shitty boyfriend, but he had been over backwards for her just to show her how much he had changed and how much he loves her. But nope, not good enough for St. Carol. Sorry, I have so many issues with Carol and her treatment of all of the men in her life jen i have come to see your way of thinking a little bit more as i've read some of our stuff on the um the main er group so i'm gonna see how i'm intrigued to see how this plays out as we go further for they sure they kind of
2: they kind of have a point too like or, or well they they do and don't like i'm i'm confused about doug's motivations regarding the whole like surprise wedding thing like the last time, she didn't want to have, like, the big engage- engagement and the big, like, wedding yeah, and everything. They
1: were they were... S-
2: so it seems to me like he has kind of a... Yes, it might be a little bit overly grandiose, and he might be going a bit overboard, but it also seems like his instincts might... Based on, at least based on the signals he's being given by her, it seems to me like his instincts might be in the right place, you know? Yeah, Direction. like, she doesn't, doesn't want right to do place, the but- big wedding thing. She doesn't want to have another tag situation. So...
1: No, but she did say in, like, an episode or two ago, they were snuggling on the couch, and she said, let's take our time. Let's enjoy being people who are going to be yeah, married. Yeah, I guess so. So, I don't know. I But, yeah, I, I do agree that upon further rewatches, kind of like I'm unlearning to absolutely adore Mark, I'm also seeing some of the cracks in Carol's character mm-hmm. as well. Um, then we go on to Fran or W. Says Carter and his stubborn and oh-so-Carter refusal to of help from delamico addict behavior before he even he had even sniffed a painkiller also could listen to elizabeth say kotlovitz (laughs) all day long and mary l says i loved those Clooney chuckles in the opening but he just was too gung-ho
2: those were some high quality Clooney chuckles that's for sure
1: again thank you everybody for chiming in i i always love reading these
0: All right, well, that's about going to wrap up our episode for today. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. the show is brought to you in part by our patrons over at patreon.com slash Podcast. For only a dollar a month, you can get access to our show notes each week, and for only $5 a month, you can get access to the full season recap episodes, a free sticker featuring our favorite desk clerk, Jerry, and two-week early access to all of our cast and crew interviews. Also, once our stretch goals are met, you'll get access to a monthly bonus show called The Lounge, where we'll talk about what's going on for us in our lives and pop culture in that moment, as well as monthly movie reviews where we watch a movie featuring an ER cast member and pick it apart. We'd also appreciate it if you would follow us on our social media accounts. We are at Set the Tone ER on Twitter, we are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Tone Podcast, and we are at saying the tone podcast on Instagram. Also be sure to check out the official saying the Tone community on Facebook and vote on penis bowl. Or <laughs> the music our music is provided to us by andrew m edwards and daniel where can folks find you at
2: they can find me on instagram at dan.u that is y-o-u dot e-l they can also find me on my other podcast the popular court with my co-host jake terrell where we do a different pop culture topic each episode and put it through a little mock trial and lauren where can folks
0: find you
1: at folks can find me on my personal twitter at lowbob nine two three four five arguing with daniel on our official twitter <laughs>
0: You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at randomgamer, that's G-A-M-3-R, as well as on the Popular Court's YouTube channel doing a Let's Play of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. All three of the games. We're going to be here for a while. Uh, New episodes of that are going to be out every Friday until the end of time, and you can find those videos and more at youtube.com slash Court. Thanks again, everyone, very much for listening. Please join us again next time, and have a great week.